This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Angel Garza, superstar from WWE, and you are listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast to the most fresh news of the wrestling. So keep listening and just remember one thing, El Latino está en la casa, baby. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 221. We did it! We're YouTube partners! <laughs> Woo! My name is Nick Howell. And officially declaring carpool karaoke dead. Now that the Viking Raiders have done it, I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome to the show today. We have much to discuss. We had Drew McIntyre defending himself against all three members of Los Ingobernables de WWE. We had Nia Jax trying to kill Kyrie Sane. And, of course, Rob Gronkowski is taking the 24-7 championship to the Buccaneers. All things we need to discuss. But first, Nick, i got to throw a quick shout-out a very special mention to old man David Dangerous, oh. my illustrious pops, my father, who turns 91 years old today, what? and he can still kick my ass at pool and drink me under the table in Vegas. The man is a Terminator. Holy smokes. So props to him. I actually got off the phone with a FaceTime with him right before we did this show today. He's out on the lawn enjoying himself with a nice icy beverage. So happy birthday, pops. Happy Hope birthday. Hope it's a wonderful one. Hopefully be able to celebrate with you sometime later this year, <laughs> whenever we're all unleashed. Yeah. But yes, Nick, we got a show to do. So back to that. We have much to discuss, as I said, but we can't talk about it yet, Nick. We can't because we just got too much housekeeping to do. Yes. So why don't you get that underway and then we'll do the show. There's going to be a little bit extra today, guys. So I want to I want to preface Ooh. this by saying that before I do the housekeeping, already spoiling the party is line drive Mr. Kyle and Abraham Castillo throwing 10 bucks each, uh, 10 and 11 bucks respectively, into our new uh, Super Chats because we made YouTube partners. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've been striving for this for so long, and you guys know that, yeah. that have been here along this ride with us. We broke the 1,000 subscribers. We waited our yeah, almost a month now since we put in the application, since Mania, since that happened. A massive, huge shout-out to Steven Larson and all of the friendos from Going In Raw that helped us get over that yep. hump. Finally, we made it, and thank you, Kyle and Abraham, for popping our Super Chat cherries 
uh, and getting us going. <laughs> they look magnificent, by the way. I hope all of you yeah. guys can see and this. Thank you, everyone who's been supporting us yeah. and supportive of the show, Just, all of our listeners, everyone out there in YouTube and, and podcast land. Much love to all of yep. you guys. Thank you so much. This is a blast, and we only plan on getting bigger from here. Yeah, it's so. been a fun three years. We, As you guys know that have been here for the long haul, you know the end of May is our anniversary. So we've got, ooh, we've got some ooh. plans cooking for the end of May to head into year number four. So stay tuned for all of that. Thank you guys for all of the love. Uh, and, uh, yeah, come join us in Facebook if you haven't. Search for Busted Wide Open. Uh, you can join, like our page and send us a join request to get right into the group with the rest of our phenomenal ones who we are loving as our patrons. Thank you guys very much for all of your support. You can also follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Find links to our Discord in the description below if you're here on YouTube or pinned across our social media profiles. That is the place to be for all of the live chats all throughout the week. And make sure you're subscribed right here on YouTube because we're YouTube partners now! <laughs> Sorry. Wait, we're what? I, I'm sorry, Nick. I didn't. I didn't quite catch that the first three. times. I'm a little out of gas, guys. It's, it's a big deal for me. It's, it's for for, for all a, of us. You've had a dear God. Oh, it's Jesus so rolling. Christ! You guys. <laughs> oh my God. Last but certainly Jacob not least, and Will uh, patrons. Thank oh you guys God. for all of your support. Uh, for all, all across all of these years, we could not have done this without you guys. You are the, the grease that keeps the squeaky wheels clean. We love you guys for it. The fuel that keeps us burning every single day, every single week. So thank you very much. If you guys would like to get in on some exclusives, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Or apparently, now you can just throw money in Super Chats because we're, we're YouTube partners! Sorry. Uh, okay, that was the last one. It's like you're excited or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Jacob Uhas, Will James, love, much love to you guys. Thank you for the, the – thank oh, you thank you guys both part, very Part much. of the Super Chats is we have to actually read them out. So we'll start oh. with Kyle. Cheers, boys. Congrats on finally getting YouTube partnership, drinking a shot of Crown – Captain Morgan, not Crown Morgan. It's going to be one of those days. Captain, Captain Morgan, Morgan, in your honor, here's hoping this partnership does better than Nia learning to work safe. Oh! 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 Next up, Abraham with saying, "We are grown. We all grown up, baby. We are, we are grown." Oh, Jacob Uhoff with five bucks in the super chat. Congrats on the partnership. Thank you, sir. Will James with fifty dollars. Will, Lord, congrats you too. Let's keep it rolling. Oh, okay. Uh, Ian, we got to talk about some wrestling here. Uh, But you know, we've really got to move on. Let's head over and talk about what went down. On Monday Night Raw. Drew! Drew McIntyre is your world champion. Like, say. And I gotta say, I, 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 on the one hand, he's fitting a lot of ways, Nick, into the classic role of, like, cool guy. Like, hey, everybody at home. I'm just like, I'm just Drew. I'm just... Hey, let me get into your, let me get into your homes and and talk to you and just be like the kind of guy you want to have a beer with. He's falling into that trope already, but he's also a really charismatic guy. And I gotta say, at this point, it's early. It hasn't gotten old yet. It's working, at least for me. Like his charisma, his charm, uh, is taking these promos that in a lot of other talents' hands would be a little grating and patronizing and it's 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 working. When 
one thing Nick. we've talked about over the last couple of years, specifically about WWE and almost specifically about Raw, is that WWE doesn't know how to build baby faces. Correct. Shining example of how to do it. Drew McIntyre. Like, it, this is, but, this know, is but how kind much of the of template, them, in my opinion. How much of that is them and how much of that is him, what, I guess is what I'm saying. That's a really good point, and I don't know that we know that or will ever know that, but I'm going to put a big old fat check mark on Drew McIntyre as le- top babyface. Seth Rollins but also the- gave a pretty good r- a model of it, but I mean, Drew McIntyre is absolutely knocking it out of the park, in my opinion. Here's the difference between Seth and Drew. Seth always had a slight air of entitlement, even when we all loved him a lot. And it just kept popping up, whether it was unscripted stuff on Twitter or just wherever it was. It just would, it would just pop up like these little hints that Seth kind of likes his own B.O., if you know what I mean. Right. Whereas Drew comes across as just genuinely a decent human being, a guy who went out and was taught humility and now has come back to the game with a healthy dose of that, but also all of the talent in the world and the genetics to back it up. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's something that's refreshing on one hand because you're like, oh, thank God, they're actually giving a guy his due. But on the other hand, you go, you're, you're, you're making this guy do a lot of the things that we always see WWE babyfaces do, whether it's John Cena or the early attempts at Roman Reigns, even going back to Hulk Hogan, the lines are very similar. The way that they're presenting him is very similar. For whatever reason, right now, and again, this is early days, this could get old real quick. But early days, this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and this is, of course, having him facing off, at least on this, the last couple of weeks and on this show as well, with the newest faction in the WWE, which I have taken to calling on this show at least. They're not officially called this yet, but they should be, but probably copyright issues. Los Ingobernables de WWE, which is Angel Garza. Oh, if it were officially, Andrade. we're going to dub them that. We're going to go ahead and. Yeah. Oh, they're, L, they're LIW yeah. to me. They're, for this show, they're Los Ingobernables, de, Los Ingobernables de WWE. If you're just getting to the show and you're wondering who the hell we're talking about, we're talking about Andrade, Angel Garza, Austin Theory, and of course their manager, Zelina Vega. So he's been facing off with them. And this week, he started off with his lovely promo that he gave. And as he was about to give a nice intimate talk to Seth Rollins into the camera because Seth, of course, came out and stomped them last week. And Drew, didn't, Drew took offense to that, but he was also like, I understand what's going on. You want a title shot? I'll give you a title shot. Okay, cool. Let me talk to you about it. But Los Ingobernables came out and said, uh-uh, you still got to deal with us. You got a match with Angel Garza later tonight, and we're going to mess you up right now. Andrade blindsides Drew, and then as Drew is fighting him off, so he just tries to get Austin and Angel to go in the ring to take to try to help. And they're like, nah, man, we're good. I'm not going in <laughs> we're there. Good. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. So Drew, Drew kills Andrade. That's the end of it. And then we have a match with Angel Garza later in the evening. Um, so there's two things to talk about here. There's, there's how Drew is interacting with Los Ingobernables. The fact, he, he just, in his match with Angel Garza, Nick, he destroyed him. Yeah. It was three on one. You had you had Andrade and Austin outside the triple A. You call them triple A. Angel, Austin, and Andrade. Call them triple A. Uh, you had all three of them. He killed every single one of them. He fought off three guys and Zelina and still put a boot stamp on the forehead of Angel Garza. Literally. For real. Hard way. For real. 
hard way, busted open Angel Garza with a boot in the middle of the match, murdered him, sends him all off packing, and ends up ends at the end of the show posing like Shawn Michaels on the ramp with the with the WWE title around his waist, where for a moment there you think it's the Shawn Michaels penthouse pose and then playgirl pose. Oh, dude, live cable realize, TV. No, Come on, man. Yeah, no, then you realize he's just mocking the the tranquilo pose. Yeah. So, it, so yeah, so he's murdering these guys. They're putting him over as being a monster, as being not only the charming, cool dude you want in your house to have a beer with, but also a guy who can get the job done. Right. And I guess the question with that is, before we move on to his issues with Seth, is obviously, you know, you and I think the world of the three guys that he's murdering right here. And it's easy for us to go, he's burying them, bird. they look terrible. Do you feel that's what's happening here? Or is this something where they need to keep Drew looking like a world ender, like, like a super strong baby face, and these guys are being allowed to look good on their own merits other places? Yes, the latter of those two. Without having to repeat everything you just said, yes. Uh, I think it's good. <laughs> it is good to have a foil uh, in a, for a long-running storyline, this is fantastic. Um, Drew will always be the nemesis of whatever this faction ultimately becomes, Los Ingobernables or not, uh, whatever it may become. So, yeah, having Drew have matches, feuds, in and out of the ring, uh, being mouthy with Zelina, all of that stuff, this is fantastic for long-term storytelling. We're just seeing the very infancy of, of this thing beginning, and I hope this goes on Forever, I think we're seeing the beginning of what might go on for the next couple of years between Drew and the three of these folks and, and Zelina, of course. There's Years? There could be some long-term stuff going years? on here, and I am a huge fan of where, what they're doing with Drew and what they're doing with these three guys. Zelina is going to kill it no matter what you put her with. I mean, she's proven that. She's going to be fantastic. Even on commentary with King, she's up there bossing King around, and I love it, mm. right? Yeah. Her commentary was all right. She wasn't. She was. She was stopping conversations more than she was adding to it. That's just. That's just a performance issue. I think that as far as personality and what she brings, the the acidity she brings to her presentation is great. Yeah. And obviously, like from a from a presentation standpoint, from a presence standpoint, absolutely, I, I agree. I don't know about years in the future. They did pull from years back with the whole Andrade injured Drew thing, but I don't know if we're going to see this years from now in terms of what they're relating back to. Yeah. I, it's one thing I'm going to take issue with there. Um, that being said, it depends on how long this runs. They're establishing that there is ongoing beef between these two, uh, between Drew and this faction. And I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Honestly, the, the, the thought usually that you'd want to take these mid card guys and make them look good against your champion. I would say in any normal time, we're not in normal times. No. We have a limited number of people that we can have work right now. They don't have a lot of people on any given day to work. They're going to keep them in town for a bit. Um, but they all have had chances to look like they're good in the ring. Do you know what I mean? And Drew's just murdering them. I do. It makes Drew look like an absolute animal. Well, while I talk for just that a second, rattle said, off some 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 tip jar stuff. Can you double check and make oh, sure you please. don't have something open because you're you're jumpy all over the place. Uh, Am I? Shout out to McGator Guy, Derek. Thank you for the four ninety nine. Says can't match Will, but congrats to the Essential Pod. Thank you very much, sir. Mister Josh Logan with thirty two dollars in the tip jar. Today is my birthday. Number one dollar for every year I've been around. 
And Mr. Brad Congratulations, Shepard. Congratulations, sir. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Is it your – yeah, today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Josh. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, Brad Shepard, five bucks. Take my money. Great job, fellas. Thank you, Brad, and we most Thank certainly so will. Much. We appreciate it. Uh, and, of course, Kyle also sent another super chat. Who did it better, Britt and Tony or Zelina and Byron? Ooh. Britt and Tony. Britt and Tony. Britt and Tony. Uh, uh, Zelina and Byron. Mm. Byron, nah. Nah. Uh, we'll put it this way. Here, here's here's the difference: is that Britt is giving Tony stuff to work with. Zelina is shutting down Byron and saying, "Shut up, don't talk." Yeah. If you ever do an improv class, let me get a little Neil acting stuff here. If you ever do an improv class, one of the things they'll tell you is, "Don't ever tell someone to shut up or don't speak," because that gives them nothing else to say. What you want to do is give them something to work off of to then come back at you with, and then you get a good improv, and then you get into a flow. Zelina was shutting people down. And saying, I don't want to hear you talk about this. I don't want to hear about it. Don't talk about that. On contrary, Britt is saying funny things that then Tony can react off of. So, and it's up to Tony then to come back with something funny on top of it. Yeah. So, so, Tony and Britt. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're looking much better now, sir. Ian Dangerous. Uh, where Ah, were we? yes. I closed many things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so, ultimately, I'm a fan of what's going on, sir orbiting drew mcintyre i like that he's got uh, a, a bunch of henchmen that are out to get him i like that he's got a sort of a mastermind figure in Zelina vega that's got dastardly plans to take him out but i like that he's also king kong and it's going to be it's going to take a lot to take him down he is a big old bad dragon to slay and that's exactly the kind of figurehead that i want also as a face like how rare is it that we get someone that has this that is also an amazing baby face i'm i'm it's i'm over the moon about how excited well, i am about this right now hold on because wwe tries a lot but it's rare they get someone like drew who can actually sell it but the one thing other thing i want to say is it's, it's week to week next week this whole posse could come back and blindside him and then he could look bad next week the fact they're Letting it go back and forth, I think, is smart. It builds things week to week. I'm not mad at any of this so far, especially because there was a lot of other things that happened on the show with the Los Angeles Nautilus, with AAA, whatever you want to call them, Zelina's group. And we'll get to that in a second. But real quick, before we move off of Drew, let's talk about the fact that we're building towards a match. Now it's been accepted. Drew accepted a match at Money in the Bank against Seth Rollins, who had a absolutely horrifically produced <laughs> home selfie shot video that performance-wise, he knocked out of the park again. Yeah. But, you know, somebody somebody call somebody and tell Seth how to produce a video. Production design left own. a little to be desired, for sure. That's fine, <laughs> yes. A lot to be desired. But his, his promo was absolutely there because he set up in one promo everything that you need to know about why he went for Drew and why we should care. And I'm not going to lie, it made me care. Because Seth said, yeah, okay, Drew, you're the champ. But guess what? There's another guy who's done everything that you've done. Beaten Brock Lesnar in the main event of WrestleMania. Been the new cool guy. I mean, the fact that Drew looks like Seth's final form is, it adds to this. True. But Seth coming there and saying like, yeah, I've done all those things. But you know what? I'm a proven champ. I've done it. So... I don't just want your title. I need it. And Drew's response to that being, you're, you know what? You're right. If I'm going to be a real champion, I've got to beat people like Seth Rollins, who are legitimate contenders, who are people that have a point when they say, I'm a better champion than you are. I need to prove that I'm the better champion than him. 
that to me was a just a really simple, easy way to boom. There's a feud, and it's 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 cerebral, but not so much so you can't wrap your head around it. It's not emotional yet, but there's a lot of emotion you can build into it. It's a great basis. It's a great foundation. And Seth, I thought, elucidated it perfectly. How do you feel about this on uh, pay-per-views such as Money in the Bank having a title match between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre? Why not push this out to a SummerSlam caliber a match? Like, this feels too soon. Yeah, uh, I don't think so because six on, weeks on the out of regular, Mania, when you when you when he wins the yeah. first pay per view, he's going to defend it against somebody that could legitimately take it off of him. We're uh, not going to Saudi Arabia now, and before they were defending it at Saudi Arabia, he de- Brock defended the title against Roman at Saudi Arabia. Like this is this is this is just last year. It's not uncommon for titles to be defended to defend every pay per view. So they had to have someone for Drew to go against. This is going to run till SummerSlam. I'm I, I'm already telling you. Yeah. This is just the beginning. I agree. This is they're setting up they're setting up the foundation. So is it too soon? No. We're setting up stuff. Yeah. We know There's Drew no Drew has beat it, Um okay, so here's the funny thing. I think he should drop it. Come on, dude. I think he should drop Come it to on, Seth. Come on, dude. All right, so do you, uh, hear me out. Hear me out. Drew didn't win the championship over Brock in front of a raucous crowd. And this is the same theory I had then was Drew shouldn't win to Brock Lesnar. I'm glad he did. I understand why they did it because, again, everyone needed to see something happy and, like, the heroes win and all this stuff. Same, you know, same excuse with Shayna Baszler, although that one was also, I thought, not a good idea. If Drew drops it now to Seth, it creates that tension. They want to be open by SummerSlam. They want to be... In a, in a stadium. They're, they're not going to be, I don't think. But they want to have crowds back by SummerSlam. If they thought the crowds would be back by SummerSlam, I'd say drop it now to Seth and then have Drew win it again off of Seth in a big way at SummerSlam. Have him lose in a totally scurrilous, like, just unfair way. All of Los Ingobernables come out and just take him out. Seth completely chins, cheats to win. Drew And, and he, and he takes, takes the title off him. That's, again... I'm not 100% Drew should retain. I think there's a way where you could make it another another great story for Drew. Drew is really good chasing. I think he's a great champ because he just looks like, as you said, a dragon. He looks like a god. He's yeah. Who can beat him? Um, only a good guy now, not Brock Lesnar. Right. But man, it was his chase was really good. You know? And when you can... Was it really good because it was moment, against Heyman and Brock? Or was it really good because... It was Drew. Uh, maybe both. Maybe both. Was it really good because so, it was long overdue and we all wanted him to win and we kind of willed <laughs> it into existence at Royal Rumble that we wanted it to happen so bad except for you who picked Brock to run the gauntlet. But we won't bring that old scab off. Um, no, no. Why would we do that, no, Nick? Um, we won at WrestleMania. It's fine. Your boy. All right. We we did. We Well, we did. That's yeah. true. Yeah. One team. Hashtag one team. Because of me. <laughs> We're 2-0, and o, baby. <laughs> that's true uh, uh, what, my point is we need, to, we need to send those tattoos out but anyway yes my point um, is is what if you want it to be about the chase that works for a Gargano that works for uh, I can't think of another example uh, the smaller guys the bait underdog sort of bait, plucky baby faces not Drew McIntyre I don't want Drew chasing I want him to be king of the damn hill okay you know fair I mean? enough 
Yeah, because like again, as I said, I, I see that. He is a good king of the hill. I just want to see him win this title in front of an audience. That's probably creating this bias for me. I'll openly admit that. Yeah, I think That's we're going to that time and time again in, in the future. I just don't think it's going to happen within the next six yeah. months. Yeah, maybe I need to let go of that and just it's going to be what's going to be. But uh, I think that would be a good story is right as Drew is having his big crowning moment, that bastard Seth steals it from him. And Drew's like, "How, God damn it. <laughs> you stole my big moment from me. Yeah. I want my big moment. And then it happens to be an even bigger moment in front of a crowd later. That's the story I'm thinking in my head. I know it's not. It's just it's out of WWE's hands. They might not even be able to tell that story. I just think it would be a good one. Yeah. But we have plenty more to talk about on Raw. We'll leave Seth and Drew for Money in the Bank. We've got a couple of weeks to talk about that. Let's talk more about Los Ingobernables and the, the other things that Zelina's crew did on Raw. You had Andrade, who got murdered in the opening segment and got murdered last week, end up having a match with Akira Tozawa and getting a win. And thankfully, no racist comments from Jerry Lawler this week about Akira Tozawa, who did the exact same senton move. And no, we didn't. We didn't hear anything from from no. King on that point. They, they 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 talked over him. It was great. Yeah. So Andrade gets a win back, a significant win. He, he you know competitive match, but he gets the win. Does he need more of these to look legitimate as a U.S. champion, or was this their way of saying yes, he can't beat Drew, but he's still legitimate? That one. And, and, and you're not going to have uh, Akira Tozawa go over Andrade at this point. Not when they're trying to build that stable and that faction. And not when yeah. he's a champion. Um, he'll give him a good fight. It'll be a fun match, and it was. Of course not. It, but I guess that's what my know. point is. Is, is Tozawa enough of a threat to make you, after, after this, like, you know, the average fan watch this and say, oh, yeah, okay, well, Andrade actually can win matches. Like, is, is Tozawa enough? Is he credible enough? I don't yeah. know. If, I don't. I mean, he's think a the former cruiserweight champion. Yeah, and, and he can go. Didn't right? put that over the commentary. Yeah, the, the commentary was saying, "Oh, he's good," but they didn't put him. I don't know. They, I don't think they put him over enough. I like. I like Phillips. I'm not Saxton's biggest fan. I miss him and Graves together because that's what made the each of them. But having, I I love Phillips on play by play. I don't. I'm not a fan of King, and I'm not a fan of Saxton without Graves. So it says a lot when you say something like that to me, and I, I immediately go to the commentary and go, "Why not?" Why not make Andrade feel bigger? Of course he's not going to go over Drew in an impromptu WWE championship match, but put him no. over as badass and make, yeah. make him believable as someone that should just absolutely wipe the floor and murder Akira Tozawa. But it was competitive. He didn't wipe the floor with him, but he definitely at the end he, he, he did overpower him. Yes. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, I mean, the commentary uh, should have done their part there as well. Uh, a couple Agreed. of quick uh, super chats, real quick. I want to call out Marshall. Everybody's playing with the new super chats. Thank you guys. We love you for it. Five bucks with the super Marshall, chat. Thank you. And, and Marshall, Marshall, congratulations on your new halls of uh, of uh, pop figures. By the way, I saw that on, on Facebook. Oh, I'm gonna have to go look at a ton that. of new ones. You got a, you got a Mean Gene one. I'm very jealous. Oh, well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Uh, let's see, Kyle with another five dollar super chat says, "I feel Seth is doing for Drew." What AK did for him last year, a guy with a name who doesn't need it but has the rep to put him over big time. I, uh, I, I hope you're right. Yeah. I hope you're right. I hope that's what, that's what Seth's there to do is make Drew look like a big deal because he needs to. But the problem is is that Seth also needs to kind of find his footing again. Oh, too. I assume you meant so. AJ did for him yeah. last year. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah. AK, what is AK? <laughs> I don't know. AJ, yes, agree with you. Yeah, Andrew WK. I'm not sure. 
Uh, we always want to party hard. We do. Yeah. All right. So uh, we so on the one hand we've got Andrade winning his match and looking good. Yep. On the other hand, we have Austin Theory, who last week, as we saw, won a match, and we were like, "Well, he's got a match to qualify for Money in the Bank this week against Alistair Black. He's got to look good before he gets murdered in that." Yep. match and it was uh, like Alistair has been the workhorse the last few weeks man goes out there and is having these long ass matches this was not as long as his previous ones but they still gave him some time to work and Austin got in some offense um, but ultimately Alistair kept working on his arms so he couldn't hit his finisher and as you would expect Austin needs a black mass one two three Alistair Black is going to money in the bank where he says every floor He's like, I'm not really a guy who knows much about climbing the corporate ladder. If I went there, I'd have to cover up all of these, pointing to his, his tattoos. But he says, when I go there, I'm going to make sure that every floor of that building is my opponent's personal hell. Um, hell. I don't want to skip over this match too quick because I actually really liked this match. Um, I thought it was somebody that hadn't pushed Austin Theory to this level quite yet. And I, I liked these two pairing together. They were kind of in the same weight class. They kind of had the same ability, really even, evenly matched. Uh, Theory gave him a really good fight until he kept dodging the black mass. Zelina got involved at one point. We saw a beautiful bridge. Uh, I think it was a bridge suplex from Alistair Black. Uh, this was a really, really fun and well-worked match, and I, I want, really want to call attention to that. Look at what Theory can do. I, I think we've been saying he's been uh, you know, this blue chipper for some time now. Uh, they can get rid of his generic sort of overtone that he has. But, man, I really liked this match. Um, I, I, I wanted to see this kind of match out of Austin Theory since he's come out of Evolve. And it, we got to see it, I feel like, finally. So, yeah. yeah. Alistair Black is my early favorite to win Money in the Bank. Um, so, I it was no doubt for me that he was going to go over here. But, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this match. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of Alistair winning Money in the Bank, but... It is what it is. We'll see what happens. I do like, uh, I did like this match as well. I thought that, you know, there's a reason they're keeping Austin around. They obviously saw him when he came to the main roster and went, oh, damn. Mm -hmm. You've been, you been hiding him from us? Same with Garza. Sometimes. <laughs> Same with Garza. Yep. Yeah, they, he, he came up there because of, uh, uh, he, you know, bad reasons, as, as it were. Like, you know, we yep. had people that were out, were injured. Well, we need a replacement. Let's grab someone real quick. And they went, damn, this dude's real good. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> no, Andrade needed to take uh, uh, Charlotte to the Mexico again, I guess. So he they brought they, they do seem to go down and, and party there a lot. But can you blame them? Nope. I can't. Nope. Uh, Rey Mysterio also had a match against Buddy Murphy, uh, excuse me, Murphy for Money in the Bank to qualify for Money in the Bank. And uh, I was surprised. I thought they would put over Murphy at long last, let him get a little bit. But no, Rey Mysterio goes over. Gets another uh, another shot at Money in the Bank. See, I, I kind I, of I, liked uh, the story here. Like, the, make Murphy look weak without Rollins around. I, I think that's but the he thing didn't I wanted look, to call out. He looked capable. Like, he took he took Ray all the way. Ray, just his veteran experience was the story here. was yeah. the only thing that got him over. Like, Murphy looked like he was kicking his butt. Yeah. On a number of occasions. Murphy almost had him. And I, I liked that. This was actually, I thought, the, the best worked match on the show. Um, it showed how good Murphy was. It let you see what, like, why he's considered that secret great talent. That, that dude has combos and sequences 
on combos and sequences. It's insane the the stuff he whips out and turns into sequences of moves and just fast-paced, brutal-looking stuff. Absolutely unbelievable. So him and Ray was a great match. And I was disappointed that he lost. I feel like at some point you've you got to put over a guy like Murphy because he's just so talented. But I think they wanted a veteran in the Money in the Bank match. They want someone who... Yeah, they need a general for that match, and Ray's perfect for it. Well, I don't even know if this match is going to need a general this year because it's going to be the way it's going to be shot. The way it might have already been shot. Yeah, that's true. But the fact of the matter, you know, the fact of the matter is, Ray is also recognizable. And if you have a lot of new guys in this match, you're going to have some of the, the older school people that don't often watch WWE tuning out. So you got to have someone in there that people recognize. And that was the only thing that I could think about. Like, All right, you didn't put over Murphy. All right, his time is yet to come, I guess. We need Ray right now. Fine. Yeah. But it's still, oh, I want them to at some point give Murphy some love. So Yorkshire Rob just spoiled money and money on the roof for us. He says, I want Alistair Black to get to the top floor and black mass someone into an elevator and then press the ground floor button. <laughs> Yeah, you you yeah. need a job at writing at WWE, Yorkshire Rob. That, That's someone's fantastic. Gotta do that. Someone Thank you for the fiver in the super chat too, by the way. Thank you. Five pounds. Five pounds. Five pounds. I did say fiver. So like you know, three fifty US these days. No, oh no, it's six twenty three actually. I have that conversion. Do you? Oh well. Yep. Thanks YouTube for auto converting that for us. I appreciate it. Hey, that's actually that's great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well then, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Also, also we had another Money in the Bank qualifying match. MVP versus Apollo Crews. And MVP gave a lengthy promo. I was surprised how much time they gave him before this. Basically talking about what he'd done, what the money in the bank meant, and uh, forgetting Apollo Crews' name intentionally as a way of, as a way of pissing right. him off. I don't want to make it seem like MVP screwed up. But uh, then we had the match. I thought this was actually a really good way to get Apollo over. It made him sympathetic. It, ma- you know, it made you look at him and be like, Man, people ain't going to forget his name again after this. And sure enough, he came out, kicked out of MVP's finisher, and beat him. Yeah. So, got to give it to them. They're obviously, maybe, Nick, as we were saying, it's because of the situation that they're in. With this, they've only got so many guys to work with, and all of a sudden they're like, well, guess we better use Apollo. Or they finally are like, you know what? Apollo's great. That dude can do standing moonsaults. He should probably... Probably do a lot okay. of stuff. I feel like he is he is very he's not quite there, but he's very close to where Kofi was a year ago, pre Mania. Like they nowhere near there, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to compare apples to oranges here. Hear me out, guys. Like there's a we all want Apollo Crews to get an opportunity. Like we we are un, like universally, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody a talented guy with no gimmick. Exactly. So yeah. we want that for Apollo. I'm happy to see that guy get an opportunity like this and end up in money in the roof, money in the bank, whatever we caught. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to cut in Esme with the $50 super chat. Oh my goodness. For some Omaha steaks. <laughs> Should be enough for one fight amongst each other. Thank Esme. you very much. Esme. Oh Thank my goodness. Thank you so much. I am going to eat steak as a result. Yes, I will. Oh. And uh, and if I eat a steak, I'll have an Omaha steak because they are the greatest steaks. They will be delivered to you by mail. I don't know the whole spiel, but Omaha steaks. Yeah. yeah. We, we'd love to do it. Esme, thank you, love. That's so sweet of you, darling. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to eat something because of that. You guys breaking uh, in the super chats tonight is is just it's warming all the it's, warm it's places. It's insane. Jesus, it's insane. I've never seen a super chat before because so I I don't know anything about anything except for this. <laughs> um, so we have Apollo Cruz going over MVP. He's going on the Money in the Bank. Exciting, or does he not stand a chance and he's just there to fill space because he's another body? Yes, he's a talented body, but he's there to fill space. It's he's going to look fantastic. He's got a hell of a physique. Uh, yes, he does. He's going to fall on a ladder really hard. Um, I, I'm wondering if anybody's going to fall off the roof. Is or he the guy? Nets. <laughs> is he the guy that's getting kicked black masked in the elevator and getting sent to the bottom floor by Alistair Black? Uh, yes, but then he's also going to muscle climb his way back up the cables <laughs> in, a, in a feat of strength because he is a damn specimen of of a of a man. Good lord. Yeah, he's a he's a walking action figure, no <laughs> exactly. doubt. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I no. there's uh, he Apollo. Look, Apollo's not winning, um, and that's not anything to to be down on Apollo about. Um, would he be a good money in the bank holder? Is it's not whether he could win the ladder match or not. I don't, I don't believe in his current state, in his current gimmick slash package slash position, he would be a good person to be chasing Drew McIntyre. Or Braun Strowman, for that matter. Well, let's look you at know. who's in it right now. We know over all the all the contestants. It's Daniel Bryan. Well, almost all. We pretty much know yeah. Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, Apollo Cruz, AJ Styles. The what, AJ Styles. What? Sorry, I'm reading. A, I'm reading a page that apparently has all this, and there. I don't know why they put AJ Styles there. So I I misread that. Fake news. AJ Styles. AJ Styles dead. He can't be in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The bank. Uh, but either Drew Gulak or King Corbin. Probably gonna be King Corbin. Alistair Black. Um, so of those, I mean, who is most likely? I, I told you, Alistair mine. Black looking a lot better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With that roster, likely. you just rattled off. It's to me, yeah. uh, King Corbin's already won it once. And, and I give him credit. Him I give him credit over the weekend. He's looking be. a lot more vicious, and I like that. I like the Terminator rather than the oh. royalty. But I, uh, I don't think he's going to win it again. I'm I'm How really I'm really hedging. I'm I'm really going after uh, Alistair Black here for the winner. Kyle with another five bucks in the super chat says I want Kyrie to pop up in the Money in the Bank and Hans Gruber Naya <laughs> to help Oscar in the movie sense of it not actually dead. Uh, it's not Money in the Bank until Naya drops. <laughs> Damn son. <laughs> Let it be known. Uh, full disclosure that Busted Wide Open does not endorse. Murdering throwing, wrestling superstars and throwing, throwing them off the top of buildings. Throwing them off <laughs> the tops of buildings. But that being said, we do need to talk about Nia Jax because she did have a match with Kyrie Sane. Yeah. And uh, second week in a row, she had a match with Kyrie. Again, Kyrie feeling very confident coming into this. Uh, ended up getting some early edge on Nia and actually ended up almost taking her to limit, but missed an insane elbow at the end. And Nia ends up putting her in her Samoan drop and winning, but not after, not 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 before. Excuse me. Not before, at one point in the match, Nia having Kyrie up in an elevated choke, and I want to say she was trying for a buckle bomb, but it was just more just kind of, she just kind of let her go in the direction of the buckle, and Kyrie just kind of flopped down with her head bouncing off what looked like the middle and bottom turnbuckle one after the other, which is really not what you want to see for someone who's recently had major concussion issues. Um, maybe stop booking her in matches with Nia Jax, you jackasses. Maybe, maybe, 
That is not the only answer, Nick. I kind of want to give you the floor here, seeing as you're the one with the Naya Shrine behind you. We've not, waited not for months choice. and months and months. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, and, and we've waited for months for Nia Jax to come back and fill your life with joy again. So I want to give you the opportunity to discuss Nia Jax and her match here with Kyrie and whether or not Nia in this match proved once again that she is unsafe. I mean, watch the match. I mean, at the, at the end of this guys, it's, I, I, it's, it's somewhat level of vindication, you know, I've, I've been, I've been watching this woman, Bailey, Alexa bliss, Charlotte twice. Uh, now Kyrie two weeks in a row, dangerous Becky. moves, Becky. How, how many is it going to take? How many how many times is she gonna have to throw somebody the wrong way? How when is she gonna actually drop somebody on their on her head, or I don't know into the bottom turnbuckle, and we get the wrong kind of whiplash and we get the wrong kind of neck jerk and we get the wrong kind of whatever it might be, and it's not just a shoulder separation and it's not just a strained muscle and it's not just a torn knee, it's paralyzed or dead. So she's a big girl. She weighs almost 300 pounds. That is, I'm not saying that, and she proudly says that. And they actually used to do it on her ring announcement, right? They would announce that because they wanted to be forward about how big she was. She's big. Big does not equal strong. Big is big. If you can't take 98 pounds soaking wet Kyrie Sane and properly throw her, you don't need to be throwing her. That includes Beals. Beals. I'm going to do Beals with air quotes. <laughs> You're not allowed to whip them around. You're not allowed to buckle bomb them. You can barely land a Samoan drop, and that's mostly on them to pull off if you pick them up the right way, Alexa Bliss, which we've seen you not be able to do that properly. So, listen, I my vitriol for not I don't I don't know how Nia goes away for as long as she did goes through goes through double ACL surgery, and somehow doesn't come back more fit. Like, how do you go through that much cycling and exercise and cardiovascular type of rehab, pushing sleds, flipping tires, doing all of the stuff you, I know that you have to go through after ACL surgery? I, I just, I don't want to, like, I, I just, I feel like there was no work done. Were, were you too busy Instagramming? The problem is, is that it's not... I don't think the strength as much. I'm looking at the spot right now over here on Twitter. I'm looking at it right now, and it's not anything to do with strength. She held Kyrie up the entire way. No, she just didn't go she far enough. She starts to falter a little bit towards the end. But the problem is, is she has to release her at a time where Kyrie can, can relatively safely fall onto her back and underarms on the top rope, right? She doesn't. She lets her go about two feet early, and Kyrie just, Kyrie just plops on her butt with her head going, doo -doo -doo -doo. Off of the off of the the ring rope. That's Sting how I he mean, liked it when Seth Rollins did it to him. Oh, that's right. Damn. He didn't well, wrestle Sting, anymore. Sting Sting actually landed somewhat normally. It's just you know his he gave himself a little whiplash. That's but my point. If you're very if lucky hit, that Kyrie Sane is this tiny little rag doll that can just if she had thrown it. Kyrie at the ropes the way that Seth threw Sting, Kyrie'd probably be all right. And and it seems like Kyrie's fine with this. We don't know. We don't injury report. She might have been fine, just a little bumped up. It's not ballet. We know. But Naya, Naya's response to this on Twitter was, since Kyrie Sane can't anything about it, 
Maybe Ronda Rousey would like to try, which is really funny because she even botches her tweets. Uh, so since Kyrie Sane can't do anything about it, I think is what she was trying to say, uh, maybe Ronda Rousey would like to try because she has been calling out Ronda Rousey and, uh, you know, for Ronda's idiotic statements about pro wrestling, which sounds like two women with the wrong kind of heat to me. I don't think Nia should be looking at this and trying to get an angle off of this. Uh, I don't think that she should be looking at this and being flippant about it because it's the wrong kind of heat. We're not sitting here looking at her like a Baron Corbin and going, he's a great worker and a great personality who is just so hateable and it's sometimes hard for us to watch him. He's so hateable. We're looking at someone who is unsafe and to even a people who are not trained wrestlers like you and me can look at it and go, that's not how it's supposed to look. That's not how they're supposed to come down. On a move like that, the ref shouldn't be diving at Kyrie Sane going, are you okay? Are you, are you dead? Not, <laughs> yeah. It's not a complex move. It's not like you try to put her in some sort of crazy hold and just you know missed a leg or something. The, the, it was just patently unsafe. And the problem is it's becoming a pattern. So, yeah, no, no bueno there. And to try to get an angle out of it, I thought, was again it's the wrong kind of heat you don't want that kind of heat where it's not only are you an unsafe worker but then (laughs) you're trying to create an get out of here yeah get out of here with that crap um all right let's get back to the story though well real quick marshall i guess broke in the suit i guess we have super stickers you can you do two dollars for a a hey you sticker i guess you're testing everything out marshall that's kind of cool thank you for that that's that's awesome <laughs> I didn't even know the stickers Technology. were in there. We have super stickers. We made YouTube. Okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. I promise. Technology. Yeah, this is awesome. Yep. Yeah. If you guys are listening Jackson to this on audio watching again. tomorrow, you're it's missing out on all the fun. Come join us on YouTube, youtube.com slash busted wide open. Thank you. I'm trying to come up with like a Nia Botches song. I'm going to come up with one. I don't want to come up with the song because I never want to see her on my TV set again. Hurting but wrestlers you're gonna, that I like. She's probably going to botch again. And when she does, I'm going to be here going, Nia Jax is botching again. Did she qualify for Women's Money in the again. Bank? Oh, Nia, Nia, won't you botch for me? Wow. Yep. It's, it's, it's going to be a thing. She's going to be a Money in the Bank too, right? Uh, yes, she is. Yeah. On, on the roof of a building with uh, ladders. Possibly, possibly falling off like Hans Gruber. But I guess... The the thing that I want to talk about real quick is Asuka and Kyrie. Asuka's backstage cheering on Kyrie in this match. What's the end game here with Nia? What's she going for? Are we going for Asuka and Nia? Because that doesn't make sense because they're both heels. So why are we having Kyrie face Nia? I have what's no the, idea. What's the point? No, and that was kind of my... I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me. I got so deep down my rab, oh, Nia rabbit hole of hatred. <laughs> um, I wanted to make the point that, like, what even is the point of all of this? Like, Asuka and Kyrie Sane had a legit beef going on with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the Women's Tag Team Championships. They should be fighting back for those. Why are they off tooling around with Nia Jax getting thrown into turnbuckles incorrectly? And Asuka doesn't even come out. She's standing in the back, baka, 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 just yelling at the TV screen. Why, why is she not out ringside? We need Asuka out there covering some of the dead silence. So I, I don't I don't I don't none of this made any sense whatsoever. I want to wipe it from my memory. I don't want to just, just it's gone. I don't want it in my head anymore. I don't want that woman in my wrestling rings anymore. I don't want to see her. 
I, I just it, it's she's hurting people. She's le- legitimately hurting people, guys. And and I I I never wish that upon anybody. Not even my worst enemy, Naya. I wouldn't wish it upon you. Yeah. So. <laughs> she's your worst enemy. Wow. Right now. All right. And this is and this is why Nick has a Naya Shrine and a dubstep Naya Jack song remix on his phone. Yep. For those of y'all who are who are new here, this goes, this <laughs> this goes is way for back. You new people. <laughs> y- y'all y'all did Naya was out for nine months. Y'all didn't see this. This is a weekly thing. <laughs> I'll critique. Nick has a deep, deep bubbling pool of hatred for this wrestler. So we're gonna move on and calm Nick down here by talking about Shayna Baszler who came out to face Indy Hartwell. Hello. Uh, who just got murdered. Uh, Shayna tried to stomp her arm. Indy moved. Shayna was not happy that Indy moved, and so stomped the crap out of her arm, broke it, and then got a ladder from the back after the match was over and came out and put her arm in the between the ladder and then just stomped on that. Just wrecked this girl. Um, is this what they should have done with Shayna before WrestleMania, Nick? Like this kind of viciousness, this kind of intensity, this kind of brutality. Is this what we should have been seeing all along? And if so, why didn't they do it then? Why are they doing it now? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Biting the back of Becky's neck was pretty damn brutal. You know, why did yeah. we even continue that kind of storyline and brutality? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't have an answer she was for brutal, you. She was brutal in the Elimination Chamber. Sure. But it was, it was hit or miss. It was off and on. But why not have squash matches like this before then? I don't know. But I, well, I'm going to need to update the ring announcer. And, you know, it'll, it's scheduled for one fall. But it, it can be won by pinfall submission or stomping somebody's elbow, apparently. Because now she's done it two weeks in a row. And I, I don't understand how the ref can just be like, nope, Shayna wins. She's not able to continue. Shayna wins. <sighs> okay, like is that is that a thing now? You can you can win that way. Do, do we need to make that official? He stopped. He stopped the match. Like okay, <laughs> all right, sure. Uh, I guess that's just, is everybody going to start picking up on that and just figuring out that if you. If you if you stomp your opponent's arm and they can't continue, it's the bell's immediately going to get rung and waved off, and you're going to be declared you, the winner. If you break if you break someone's arm, yeah, I think that okay. Well, if you want me to William Regal this for you, you <laughs> see, do. yes, he has to have. It's a match stoppage. It's not a win. She doesn't get her full winner's purse because it's not actually a pinfall or submission victory. So she doesn't get the full purse, but it's still considered match stoppage. It's still considered a win in the record books. Um, you know, she might win and get fined, but at the same time, like you don't want to, you know, you don't want to encourage someone injuring somebody else, no. but it is still a match stoppage. Um, so she is taking a shortcut. She's finding a loophole in the rules. And she's saying, well, if I just go out there and injure somebody, um, the match is stopped. No, the ref here is the snap of the bone. He's going to stop the match right away, which is, which might've been what happened here. Again, I'm in kayfabe here. I'm really, I, I, hear, you. I hear you. Okay. So, so in that sense, Shayna could be conceivably doing this within, quote, the rules. But at some point, they're going to have to have some sort of repercussions for her in storyline if you want to yeah. keep that up. Yeah. Bottom line is, that's, that's neither here nor there. Shayna's out here killing people. What's the end goal here? She's going to Money in the Bank. Does she win and then challenge Becky again? And if so, do you have her lose again? Like, we're building her up better. This is how she should have looked all along, is just a no-regard, absolute psychopath, mean, vicious, you know, kind of like what she was in NXT, but just with less, less, uh, gradations of, you know, 
gray in, in the middle because it's main roster. You don't have that here. Yeah. Um, but she's being presented as much more of a terrifying creature now. I agree with you. This Where does this go? This should have the brutality before WrestleMania should have continued. I somewhat yeah. liked what they did with Shayna to an extent, but they could have dialed it up to eleven, similar to what they did with Indy Hartwell this week. I liked her dragging Indy back out, slamming her into the barricade, beating her up with the ladder, all of that stuff. Like just yes, just make her an uncontrollable monster, and just turn her loose because she is scary. She gives you killer face like nobody I've ever seen before. Right. And I, I want that. I want her to be that. And also, by the way, legit in real life, she'll break your damn arm. Yeah. <laughs> she can't do it. Um, on the other side of things, currently NXT champ is Charlotte. Charlotte Flair had a match against, well, she said she was going to have her first match for the NXT roster was going to be against Mia Yim to right old wrongs. But it knows Caden Carter on this show. And it was just a squash match, essentially. The first of many NXT women who Charlotte will be going through. Prepare yourselves. It's going to happen. That's the storyline. Anything to this, Nick? Or just uh, here, be- here begins Charlotte's reign. So interesting, though. So that- it begins. I love that we kicked off with Caden Carter, so one of the you know one of the women in NXT that has I think one of the highest ceilings right now outside of whoever's already in the sort of the top picture. Uh, of NXT, I, I'm a we're, I'm a big fan of Caden Carter. I think you are too. I loved seeing her have this match. I, I thought she did great. I thought it was it was a fine match. Um, it wasn't five star. It wasn't terrible. It was it was it was, it was, it was just fun. there. It was great. Uh, it was I, just there. I loved watching it. And what do you think about about Charlotte defending the NXT Championship on Raw? That's that's an interesting one. What is it? Is it? It, it's multiple perspectives. Are you doing it to advertise people so that they watch NXT on Wednesday nights? Well, if so, why not have Charlotte do double duty and have her do NXT as well? She's one of your champions. Wouldn't you want her? She might. Doing for, like last week, we had a video package. All in Florida. She's not, she's not traveling around the world now. Right. They're all in Florida for all this stuff, so yep. it would be very easy for them to do. Sure, and we had that amazing video package uh, last week <laughs> or two weeks ago. I think both weeks, actually. So Charlotte's doing stuff on NXT and defending the title. I like that it's a billboard for for people. Hey, Two million people that are watching Raw. Hey, you know we got this uh, NXT show a couple days in a couple days on Wednesdays. Yeah, check it out. It's cool. Why not have an actual promo for it? Not just Charlotte, but hey, Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream. But, well, they, I mean, they have, they have two or three commercials. This is NXT kind of stuff uh, throughout the show on USA advertising it. And there was why not I, put it on the show though, so everyone yeah. sees it, not just people that are watching it live for USA. I'm just saying. I get it. There's a lot of other things they could do. I so. get it. Uh, there's a lot of other things they could have done with the breakup of the Riot Squad, but what they decided to do was just have Ruby Riot put over Liv Morgan in a fairly quick match on this show that didn't even show up on Hulu. If you watch the Hulu edition, oh man, this was a really and this it, was fantastic. It was a good match. It was well worked. Obviously, these two ladies work a lot together, and you know they practice a lot together because this was clean as a whistle. Yeah, but uh, Liv gave Ruby a springboard flatliner, which looked great, and uh, put her down. Was this the end of the whole? Riot Squad angle is just, okay, well, Ruby puts over Liv. Liv's getting a push. What's next for Ruby? Like, what, what, what'd you take from this, Nick? What did you take from this? Make them a tag team. That's not going to happen. They were already, that's what the Riot Squad was, uh, Well, Nick. it was a different. That's what the Riot Squad was. It was a different was. kind was a, of tag a, team. You've got a new oh, look for on. Ruby coming back. you got a new repackaged. Li- Listen, 
lives off and doing her own thing. It's literally the point of her repackaging. She's not doing shit right now. Let's be honest. She's right? do, what are you talking? <laughs> she had a WrestleMania match. She's not doing shit. She has what no you, program right now other than talking? fighting Ruby Riot. She got more of a program than Ruby does. She's beating people on the regular. She had a, she she had had a, a program with the Lashley wedding. She had a, and then she beat Natalia at WrestleMania. Okay, she had a long, she had extended, sure. an extended match where Oscar put her, Oscar, like Oscar beat her, but put her over in the process. Now she's beating her former mentor. That's something. That's I, a push. I agree. I agree, and I, I think she might be one of the best kept secrets right now. If you keep putting her with people that work this well and actually give her a story, I would argue that Ruby's a bigger secret because. She's only here no. to put over live. We, we've been high on Ruby for a couple of years now, so we and, have, and, and that's what I, that's why both I'm shocked these here. girls, as far as I'm concerned, I think this match this was a very pleasant surprise. I was very happy to see this match go as well as it did. They need to give Liv's finisher some kind of name, something that goes along with her dominatrix outfit, whatever it is, um, just something. Not just a. Some people call it a pancake. Some people call it a flatliner. Some people flapjack. Whatever springboard flatliner. Whatever you just called it. It needs a name, right? And, and then that'll begin to build her package, build her character, build her gimmick, all of that sure. stuff, right? We're, we're like we're thirty percent of the way along with her repackage. I feel like, but I this there's a lot of potential there. I'll give it. I'll give it eighty percent. But okay, the bottom line is is that what the heck happens to Ruby now? Where does she go? She's one of the most talented women they have. I agree. But I guarantee Vince looks at her and goes, you look weird. I'm not going to give you anything. Like, you're going to be on TV to help put people over because you're a good worker. But, you know. I mean, look at Liv Morgan. She didn't get anything until she dyed her hair blonde. Another freaking example. So now we have Dominatrix Charlotte. So, yeah. I don't know. It was this, this it was a good match, but it was, it was frustrating to me. It was frustrating because I looked at this at the end and said, okay, now what? What do you have? What are your plans for Liv? And what are your plans for Ruby? Because you got two women that can actually work here. Yeah. So I want to I, I want to see what's going on there. Two guys that can work on the other side on the other side of the spectrum and who are a tag team, Nick, not a speculative one in your booking. Yeah. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Wait, they're and a tag they team. They got a win. They're a tag team. We still okay. don't know what we're calling them yet. I don't no. think, but we're they're still a tag out team. Ricochet's theme, it's Ricochet's theme music. Well, it's better than Cedric's. Well, that's true. Uh, but better than the mixing it back and forth. Right. <sighs> Please don't do that. Uh, but they had a match with Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. A couple of guys who Shane Thorne's been up and down NXT for years now. Poor guy. Uh, now he's in another tag team. So he couldn't get over singles. So now they're enhancement and they're putting over Ricochet and Cedric, which on the one hand, I'm like, okay, big deal. They're beating enhancement guys. On the other side, I'm like, at least they're putting them on TV and giving them wins. They lost to the Viking Raiders last week. What do you think about the fact that this week they're having them come back and get a win? Do they have plans here? Are there plans here? Are you are you more hopeful now? No, I don't, I'm not. I'm not anywhere near hopeful yet. Um, <laughs> especially with what we'll talk about later with not, uh, not skeptically optimistic. A certain car, carpool karaoke and a turkey leg. Um, I'm not hopeful that I, I'm. I'm a little scared of the tag division right now after last week and. What we saw this week, I'm going, oh, no. Oh, no. I Listen, Ricochet, I can't say anything bad about that dude. He's had a fantastic year or so, 18 months. Uh, had some great matches. Was U.S. champion. You know, uh, sure, put him with Cedric. Let's make him a tag team. Let's see what we can do. Him and Aleister Black were a surprise great tag team. 
won the Dusty Classic, won the tag championships. Had it was fantastic. Uh, I really like Vink. Uh, I don't know what to make of Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne is extremely talented. He is wildly talented. Just can't seem to get over. Yep. I, it's it's like a great Cedric heel. Cedric two point oh, right? The mighty don't kneel. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So I I don't know where to go with these guys. Um, all four of them, frankly. But sure, put them in tag teams because we need some tag teams right now. We're hurting for for tag teams. Can't argue with that. After the massacre last week, so. Yes, sir. Um, oh, dude, we got uh, the line drive. Kyle. Again? Holy Look smokes, Kyle. Uh, he says, Thank at you, what sir. point do we get a Barbie line for all the different Charlottes? <laughs> uh, uh, you didn't see it in chat, it. but you said Dominatrix Charlotte, and I said BDSM Charlotte or Fifty Shades of Charlotte. We. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> We, we actually kind of already have one. You can go to wweshop.com and uh, pick up. There's the Natalia action figures. You can have Crazy Cat Lady, Char- Cat Lady Charlotte. You can uh, pick up a Lacey Evans action figure, Southern which is Southern Charlotte. Charlotte or her military. It's a two for one. You get military Charlotte and Southern Charlotte at the same time. Um, there is what you got. You got uh, um, ravishing, you got, uh, ravishing Russian Lana, uh, ravishing, ravishing Russian, Russian Charlotte. Charlotte. You've got uh, trashy Charlotte. They have Carmella action figures. So they're, they're, you can you can all the Barbies are already kind of there. I don't. They don't need a license to Mattel. I don't think they've already got their own line of <laughs> of Charlottes. They just they just use the same same basic mold and just put different outfits on them. Right. And, oh no, it's Natalia. That's just crazy cat Charlotte. Yeah. No, no, it's Natalia. We swear. It's brilliant. It's it's smart. Right. <laughs> we need to cut down those costs on the toy figures, pal. Yeah, it's uh you got uh red haired Charlotte with Eva Marie. Like it's it got everything. Oh weightlifter Charlotte with uh Mandy Rose. You got uh you got midget Charlotte with Alexa Bliss. Okay. It's little person. Well whatever. Yeah. Alexa Bliss Charlotte. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Team Little Thing. <laughs> Oh, Bianca Belair uh, has a match with Santana Garrett, which was interesting because this was preceded by the Street Profits. Specifically, Dawkins coming out and going, Okay. For five minutes straight. Need to repeat it. Thank you. Thank you for making us live through it again, Nick. What's wrong with you? At least we have Nia Jax back for, for two weeks, and you're over here. Trying to kill our ears. Come hey! on now. Man. All right. Enough of that. <laughs> All right. South Carolina and show you what's what. Yeah. Wherever the heck you are. Uh, Bianca Belair looked good. She had a match with Santana Garrett. Uh, whatever, north, south. It's all, it's all Carolina to me. Right. Uh, I'm from California. We don't care about those things. I know. I know you don't. <laughs> so Santana Garrett gets taken out by Bianca. It was a showcase match for Bianca. She got to show off how strong she is, uh, how badass she is. She's got her husband and his tag team partner over on commentary, putting her over. Okay, cool. Where's she going? What's the plan with Bianca? We're going to get some squash matches. Do they have a plan for her? Is Nia Jax the plan? Bianca takes out the monster Nia Jax. What would you think about that, Nick? Where's Bianca headed here? What's, what's, where are, what's the possibilities for Bianca? Bianca not in money a strength bank. spot puts her, gets put over Nia Jax. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Bianca Belair in the Money in the Bank match. I could see she's her not in the Money in the Bank match. I, I know she needs to be. I was, she's that's not. That's my point. She, if she okay. was, she'd be my pick. Too late. 
She's not. <laughs> she can't be. I know you've been Nick booking all week, but this is. I know. You can't Nick book Raw. I know. So, but yeah, I, Bianca looks great. Listen, if you, if you have her fans. come out and squash squash some dudes, some chicks, you know, that's exactly what you do. It's what you I do. Hope so. Yeah. Well, but at, at some point though, you have to have something for her. Otherwise, she's going to end up. Like the Viking Raiders who were squashing guys for months and they didn't have anything for them and they made them the tag team championships, the champions arbitrarily, and then cue a few months later and we get what happened this week, Nick, which is the two Viking Raiders in a car driving down a lonely country road, middle of the day, with their makeup on, their little Viking hats on, headpieces, whatever. Doing what's been described as, as carpal karaoke, but what I can only say is more like bad slam poetry about who they are and then ending everything with the Viking Raiders and and they're holding a turkey leg. Ivar is holding a turkey leg or Eric. I don't know which one's which because I hate their names. Ivar is holding a turkey leg. <sighs> We're the Viking Raiders and we have beards. And we're the guys everyone should fear. We're the Viking Raiders. Was this the worst thing that's happened to the Viking Raiders since being called the Viking Experience? Yes. Easily. I'm glad you agree. This, I thought this was an absolute just destruction of any intimidation they might have had or any, like, any impression that you had of them as being a badass tag team. This was goofy. It was silly. It was cringeworthy. It was embarrassing. Glad and I to, love I'm glad the revival got out. Dude. I'll say oh, that. my God. Because this yeah. looks like they just took the place of what the revival. They are the new Jesus comedy Christ. tag team. We're doing that yeah. with. You're doing. Come here. You're doing that with War Machine? It's, <laughs> it's, it's War Machine. Are you, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> they did that. With, they, did that. they went there. And I here's the thing. This the, on ride along where we're not in kayfabe. Show this shit. Exactly. It's funny. It's fun. It's I these like two hearing guys having Ivar fun talking about shitting himself on right. ride along. It's funny. That's funny. It's fun. This is not the time for that. You want these guys to be beasts, murderers. Like you want these guys. Like even if they're good guys, and you want everyone to like them. Have them be intimidating badasses. What are you doing making them joking dudes that are, for some reason, driving down the road with their headpieces and makeup on, eating a turkey leg, and making stupid bad rhymes about what they... They looked like dorks, is what they looked like. Yep. They looked like dorks, and it made them uncool. They should be, at the very least, if they're going to be faces, cool. This made them look uncool, and that's uncool. This was, this, was, this, this, was, this, was, this was one of the worst things I've ever seen on Raw. My, that's completely not true. I can think of so <laughs> many worse things than this. this was, Recency <laughs> bias, okay? This not, was one of the worst things I've seen on Raw within the last few weeks. <laughs> 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 All right, I might give you that one. This was pretty bad. This yeah, was they look like dorks. They look like big old dorks. Do this just, do this uh, with Fondango and, and Tyler Breeze all day. Fashion police, they nailed it. It was awesome. Do this with Ascension. Make them the fashion police foils. It was awesome. 
do not do this with War Machine, for God's sakes. But Will James just hit it right on the nose in the chat. He said they're trying to turn them into raw versions of Heavy Machinery. They were never, exactly, bingo, no. they were never meant to, Heavy Machinery is a team that's built around being goofy and funny and pleasing the audience. That's not ever what the Viking Raiders were or should be. And again, totally my opinion that that's not what they should be. Could they do it as performers? Maybe. But you've got, with this gimmick. It's it's it, it's absolutely insane. It's like trying to cook a stew, and you throw in carrots and celery and and chicken and potatoes, and then you throw in a big old thing of toothpaste. I'm getting more mad the more I sit here and we talk about it. I'm, yeah, I'm just well, I'm I I wasn't this mad about it last night. I was like, oh, that was stupid. The more we've the more we're talking about, about it now, I'm first- sitting here going, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Excuse me, but content. <laughs> no, I'm not supposed I to say that, but content. I, I just. I couldn't help it. I know they need content during these times. This is the wrong content. These are the dudes that were like backlit with the red light and the mist, and they're like, yeah, we're going to go out there. And you heard that. You're like, oh, my God, yes. Yes. Headbang, horns. You You wouldn't have Aleister Black in a car in like a pink hoodie talking about like, Oh man, I had the best ice cream last night. You know, it was, I went to a new place, and I, you know, I just love the cones where they have like the they got a little like you can they have the etching on the side and everything, so it's got a really good grip in your hand. They don't leak that much. I, I, I always suck out the bottom of my ice cream cones. You know, you don't have Alistair Black doing that, do you? You know why? Because he's got to keep a certain aura and mystique. This destroys their mystique completely, totally completely. Oh, okay, so you're Ren Fair cosplayers, is what you are. Yeah. I'm getting myself worked up over this. Yep. Sorry. Nick. Listen, and it's it's been commented on in the chat. I've read about I've seen about it all online over the last 24 hours, and I feel the same way. We're in trouble with the raw tag division. AOP is MIA. We know uh they're injured, they're dealing with injuries. Um we've lost Gallows and Anderson. We've lost um the revival. We didn't lose them. They, they, they we as didn't fans, lose them. We as fans oh, have I lost see. the yes, revival. Yes. So as the tag division, right? That's three <laughs> teams right there, and now you're making War Machine basically into Southpaw wrestling for reals. So I, I don't I don't know what to do right now with the raw like what's like Ricochet and Cedric? Oh God. Thorn and Vink? Like what what even is the raw tag division right now? It six it's months fair. ago it was brilliant. It was amazing. And now it's just in a matter of a need week. Some, need some serious rehab. Yep. Need some serious rehab. Yep. Well, also need a serious rehab is Lashley's career. This week he was uh, throwing ugly glances at Lana and flipping tires. He flipped a, a tractor tire and then a big wheel tire. Had some trouble doing it, but he finally got it over. Remember how I said the Viking Raiders thing was the dumbest thing I'd seen on Ron? Yeah, I take that back. This is this is way dumber. But it was showing off how strong Lashley was. I'm still going to give the edge to Viking Raiders here because it actually ruined their characters, whereas Lashley, this actually made Lashley look like a strong beast. So... I just wonder if they're going to continue with this Lashley Lana breakup angle now that Rusev's gone. It seemed like they were they were kind of stopping pedaling on it this week. They didn't really didn't nothing really advanced on it. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. But at the end of the day, here's the problem: is that the, as far as Lashley goes right now, I just don't care. Nope. And this didn't make me care anymore. Nope. Certainly. Did and that not. was. I hate to end on a down note, Nick, but that was wrong. That was wrong. 
Well, thank you very much, Surrey and Dangerous. Right now, we're going to head over and do what we like to call, or what was and what we need, what, was what we need dubbed. desperately right now. Yes, and what we need right now is a moment of positivity. I'll give you three guesses what my moment of positivity this week is. Come on, There it is, Mop. What was your moment of positivity this week? We're YouTube partners! We did it! Oh, God, we made it. And thank you guys for making it so special and so awesome. All the love in the Facebook group. Those of you that sent us tweets and special messages saying congrats. And to all of you showing up and helping us break in the Dude. old super chat system today man y'all are blowing it away thank you so much it's it's very easily my moment of positivity um, it, the news came through last night late last night as I was up finishing some stuff up and I was texting in and I think the literal text I sent was squee yep ah so loud yes you did squee me <laughs> you did squee me last night and I, I was also very excited and I still am yes so that was, a, that was my, as far as wrestling goes. Uh, look, I'm I'm I think one. I'm very happy to see Drew being built as a proper, strong, powerful babyface. I'm very happy to see Liv Morgan with the potential that she has after seeing that Ruby Riot match this week. I was worried that she was going to get wholly repackaged for the whole Lashley Lana thing and then just dumped. But the the bright side is looking up. Uh, for her uh, if she keeps delivering like this she's looking fantastic i got very high hopes for Liv morgan uh and ruby Riot as well so i mean there were a lot of things to like about raw last night there was some shit but there were a lot of things to like um specifically with those two so those were mine on top of oh god we're youtube partners oh my god What about you, Surrey and Dangerous? What was your moment of positivity? I, I mean, you stole mine. The the YouTube thing is definitely a huge one. I, I have a hard time it's being hard that, so I'm going to gonna, I'm gonna take that as a, all right, you stole that one, so I got to think of something else. It's probably going to have to be, like, I didn't, I giggled. I giggled like a, a, a teenager, a teenage girl who just got asked out to prom when I saw Angel Garza throw the Garza on Charlie Caruso and her just, just basically moisten herself uh as a result where he just (laughs) (laughs) he's like that's right i want you to ask drew after this match what it's like to face a real champion and then he speaks some spanish to her and walks away something about you know if i don't lose or something like that and she just goes i'll I'll do that um she just her little crush that's the little dynamic that they have where she's selling him being a lothario yeah out of the park. Yep, it's it. so good. She's she is nailing that like schoolgirl crush thing. That like oh my god, he's so sexy. Oh. <laughs> I would bear all of his children. <laughs> like she's nailing that. So I'm gonna. And I, I was just like, I just I just cackled, giggled and cackled <laughs> one after the other. So I'm gonna throw that one out there. Our boy Angel Garza. Yes, he's back doing. He's in La Casa, baby. He's in La Casa, baby. And yes, he walked out of the night with his pretty face, not quite as pretty. He wasn't able to rip off his pants because Drew ripped them off of him for him accidentally. Hello. So not a good night for Angel Garza. But for one shining moment, he was still the man with the greatest dong in all of WWE. Uh, Jamie in the chat says, you're never allowed to say the phrase moisten herself ever again. (laughs) (laughs) 
I immediately thought of Monty Python because that's what I went. That's what I thought. Yeah, moist and that's bent. What I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> Just because some I'm moist and bent threw a sword at you doesn't give you supreme power. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Look, look, uh, look at the oppression inherent in the system. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm being oppressed. I, I'm being oppressed. All right. See, all right. Here we go. We're going uh, off on a yeah. tangent. All right, guys. Well, we're that's our show for this week. Oh, we're not done just yet. Oh, God. We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 All right. From local reporter John Alba's Twitter, he, uh, he reports on all things down there in the Florida. He says, at Tuesday's Orange County Board of County Commissioners meeting, a WWE employee nicknamed, quote, John, submitted public comment that they are being, quote, forced to work the TV tapings despite stay-at-home orders. He says he's unable to speak out and feels that he'll be fired if he approaches his higher-ups. This has actually gotten some traction in mainstream media and also, obviously, across wrestling, uh, wrestling news. Um, there is no way... At this point, to confirm that or that John is actually a uh, uh, employee of WWE, although you can't see him, so I think we might have some idea of which John this is. I kid, I kid, I kid. No, we don't actually know if this is a confirmed there is WWE. No employee. way, John Cena is whistleblowing on Obviously, WWE. No, th- in all seriousness, this is this is most likely a crew member. Yeah. You know, whether camera guy, rigging, lighting, someone who works backstage, um, someone in a vulnerable position. Where they're, you know, essentially feeling like they have to show up for work, otherwise they would not be allowed. You know, they'd be furloughed, they'd be let, you know, laid off, and would not be allowed to work later. I wonder if the note said, um, "Help, help! I'm being oppressed." Yeah, probably, probably right. by some moistened bint. Yes, uh, but yeah. So uh, WWE did respond to this. It says this is not true. That any employee of theirs uh, can go to human resources. They don't need to go to the public if they have an issue with working during this particular time. Um, so yeah, it's interesting situation. It's a, he said, she said, we don't know whether to take this seriously. This is an actual WW employee who feels that they are in danger of repercussions. If they were to speak out or if they were to even go to human resources and say that they don't feel comfortable working in these environments. Um, but it's out there now. And, uh, so WW is having to deal with more PR as a result other bad PR for WWE this week, Oliver Luck, father of former Colts quarterback Andrew Luck, uh, was the XFL commissioner. He was the guy who was running the XFL for Vince, and uh, Oliver Luck is now suing Vince McMahon personally because he says Vince owes him $20 million. Hello. Uh, they had a, there was a six-page suit. It was pretty heavily redacted, according to Wrestling Observer. Uh, it says that Mr. Luck wholly disputes and rejects the allegations set forth in the termination letter and contends that they are pretextual and devoid of merit. Basically, what that means is they fired him for cause, not for anything else, and that he is still owed because they, they negated his... And when they fired, filed for bankruptcy for XFL, one of the things that was not covered was the contracts of certain, quote, certain executive contracts, meaning he doesn't get paid a damn thing now that they're bankrupt. And he was guaranteed $20 million over three years. Yep. So he's going looking for that money. Good for him. Basically, basically because he feels like Vince led him into this and then bilked him out of it because he gave up you know, all the things he could have done over the next few years. He chose to do XFL, and Vince goes, oh, well, forget it, wipes his hands of it, 
and now he's up a creek. So yay, corporate court yeah. systems. Yay, corporate law. Corporate law. Yummy, yummy, yummy. So, but uh, can't can't say as a blames him. Also, it kind of sucks because there was speculation that that uh, Andrew Luck was going to, um, you know, help his dad run the XFL, and that's one of the reasons why he retired young. Was they saw a payday there? He was going to help do stuff in the XFL. So it's not just his dad; it's also possibly Andrew Luck as well. May have given up a promising football career, hmm. and now he's up a creek as well. Oof. Uh, we mentioned on our last show today; it has been confirmed. The Revival's new name is The Revolt. Both, uh, both Dash Wilder and uh, Dawson, or formerly known as Dash and Dawson, they both put out on their Twitter feed that they will now be known as The Revolt and that it's not F The Revival, it's Fear The Revolt. Ooh. So, nice. Nice, I like it. If you watch the episode 200 of Being the Elite, I think they know what's coming next. Uh, Sarah Logan, here's a weird story. Sarah Logan was mentioned on Monday Night Raw a few times. Mm -hmm. She was supposed to work Monday Night Raw. In fact, she was supposed to do a match. I speculate she was actually supposed to do the match with Shayna, but at the very last minute, literally as they started filming, they told her, never mind, we don't need you after all. Uh, Again, she was one of the multiple WWE employees that was let go recently, but they figured because she's still under a 90-day no-compete clause, they can still use her from time to time. They basically just throw her a little extra money. Uh, That's what they're doing with Drake Maverick as well. So it kind of sucks. They made her come on down, get all dressed up, and at the last second go, eh, never mind, we don't want you on TV anyway. I I thought it was interesting that 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 was the most anybody's ever talked about Sarah Logan on main roster WWE was after she got released. Crazy, right? Yep. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. Also funny how it works in the NFL where Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers and who should follow him but his favorite tight end, Rob Gronkowski, who just got traded to the Bucs right before the show went up and takes his 24-7 championship with him. And to be actually what's really funny is mainstream media actually covered that. It said, you're the current WWE 24-7 champion. What are you going to do with that? And he goes, I don't know. It's up to WWE. Well, WWE put out a press statement saying that Rob Gronkowski has to defend that championship 24-7 all the time, and it's going to be on the line no matter what, even if he's trying to receive a touchdown from Tom Brady on the field in the middle of a game. So they're all playing along with this. I have a feeling we're not going to get to that point. He's going to drop it before training camp. Is R-Truth going to run out during like preseason and tackle Rob Gronkowski while it, and prevent him from getting a touchdown or in the middle of a spike? Something Let's like that? Be- Let's be clear. <laughs> WWE would love nothing more than to have that kind of mainstream attention. Right. The fact that Gronkowski's running around out there and in the news headlines about him going to the Buccaneers, it says WWE 24-7 champion. This is why he walked out of WrestleMania as the champ. Yeah. This is why. WWE's sitting here going, that's right. We got ink. Th- we those got talks ink. had to be happening two weeks ago at Mania. Like, they just, they had to be. That stuff like that doesn't manifest itself overnight. Contracts have to be talked about. Logistics have to be talked about. Moves have to be talked about. That, that does that didn't happen today. No, and he's not keeping it all the way till the season. And that's how many months away now? September. You know, it's, it's Labor if, Day. If it even happens, yeah. if it even happens, yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with Gronk between now and then. Maybe they'll get him a training camp or something. I don't know. But uh, or in the middle of a press conference. Yeah. You know, when all the media was there. But, uh, but yeah, Gronk's, Gronk and Tom Brady both going to be hanging out in Florida with WWE. So there you go. 
Uh, I was following on uh, Twitter. I follow Kenta on Twitter. And some fan snarkily said that uh, CM Punk was the best in the world to ever do the go to sleep, the GTS, the move that Kenta invented. And Kenta snarkily said back that he doesn't give an F uh, what the fan thinks. But he's welcome, you know, he wants to send out a message. He says, I open my arms to royalties. So finally coming back on CM Punk for using it all those years, which is, <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Kenta actually kick people? That's, uh, I'd yep. be scared if I was CM Punk. Because yep. uh, we know he can't actually fight. Rick Rude passed away 21 years ago yesterday. 420. Mm-hmm. If you're ever on 420 and you're blazing up and you want to you throw some love out to somebody, Rick Rude, 1999, passed away. And four years ago, 2016, on 420, China also passed away. So mm-hmm. rest in peace to both of rest those absolute peace. freaking legends. Also passed away this week. Uh, former WWF and WWF referee Jack Lotz has passed away. Uh, you may, if you go back and watch the first three WrestleManias, he refed a couple of the matches. Uh, he also, uh, some of his bigger matches were, uh, there was a, a championship match, but where Bob Backlund beat superstar Billy Graham for the WWF championship the first time he won it. Uh, also, the um, September 22nd, 1980 bout, where you had uh, champion versus champion, Harley Race as the NWA world champion, and uh, Bob Backlund defending the WWF championship. So he, he did that one too. Uh, so lots of legendary matches in his career. Yeah. So rest in peace, Jack Lotz. And he, also, he was, he was sadly, the Mike Kyoto of the early '80s. He got all those Backlund matches, all those race matches. Like, yeah. just really, really good ref. Rest in peace. Very solid ref. He was actually, uh, as I recall, he was actually the official ref of Madison Square Garden. Like, it wasn't. He oh, was wow. actually hired by the Sports Commission, not by WWF or WWF. He was actually like a quote unquote legit referee that they would then license, they would contract to work with them from the sports authority. So wow. I didn't know that. That's stuff. cool. Um, and finally, uh, Joe Pettisino has also passed away. You may remember him if you ever watched Pro Wrestling this week back in the 80s with Gordon Soley. Saturday he was mornings. a booker as well. That's right. In the 80s and 90s, if you wanted to get your digest of all things wrestling, Joe Pettisino was there. Uh, he started his own women's wrestling company at one point. Uh, he worked in WCW under the notorious Jim Hurd era. He was the fans man. He'd always be out in the crowd like he was the connection between the, the business and the fans. He would tell you what the fans were thinking. Um, and he also, somewhat apocryphally, came up with the idea of wrestling on a cruise. So long before Jericho came up with it, Petticino did it. But he didn't actually do it because he didn't have the money to be able to pull it off. Uh, but he did have the idea first. So rest in peace yes. also to Joe Pettisino. A lot of lots of people passing away yeah. uh, this week, so I hate to end it on a down note, Nick, but that is the news. Well, thank you, sir, Ian Dangerous. Rest in peace to all of those that we've lost, uh, including another shout-out to The Fink, who, uh, man, I, that's one I'm having a lot of trouble getting over. That's a voice I'm yeah. never going to get out of my head. So. Yeah, unbelievable. Legendary voice. But uh, hey, Nick, if you want to feel a little bit better, man, just remember, we're YouTube partners now. We're YouTube partners. We're YouTube partners. Hey, look, I got you oh, back. Oh, God. Nick's not sad anymore. Thank you guys so much for all of your love and support throughout this journey of the last year or so that we've been on building this YouTube channel. This is really, I've been saying it for a few months now, we're really only scratching the surface and really just now really getting started with this whole thing. We're more excited than we ever have been 
to really kick this into gear. And uh, for those of you that have been along for the journey since the beginning, thank you so much for all of the support. And I know we thank the Going In Raw guys a lot, but there were 700 of you before they showed up. Thank you guys, too. And, Seriously. You know, I just really thank you all so much for all of the love and support over the last three years uh, as we've got this. We're approaching our next anniversary. We're going to be going into year four. Woo! Got some new updated Woo! graphics. Got some new merch coming. Got some new overlays for those of you that watch here on YouTube. All kinds of new programming plans, all kinds of good stuff for you guys. So stay tuned for some updates on that over the course of the next month. Make sure you're in the Facebook group. Come find us busted wide open. Like our page. Send us a join request to get into the discussion group with all of our phenomenal ones. You can also follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Get into our Discord because that's where the real fun happens all throughout the week. Live chats. Uh, for every show all throughout the week, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, as well as Ring of Honor, Impact, anything else that might be going on right now, you can find it. Plus, Mr. Andy Jessup, I've given him his own throwback corner. So for all of his watch parties that he's doing with Esme, Lyle, and several others that are showing up over there, uh, he's got his own place over in the awesome. Discord. They're doing throwback content all the time. So you definitely want to make sure you're getting into our Discord. Uh, Money in the Bank, May 10th. We're going to have a dedicated chat channel ready to go for it. Coming up here in the next couple of weeks, three weeks or so, I think. Uh, two weeks from Sunday, I think is what it is. But yes, we'll have all of that going on, so make sure you're in our Discord. Last but certainly not least, thank you to all of our patrons. If you want to get in on some really nice exclusives, head over to patreon.com slash BWO and make sure you're also subscribed right here at youtube.com slash B... Uh, no, youtube.com slash busted wide open. I can never keep <laughs> all of them straight. I usually we're do pretty good now. at we that. Get it right well, now. we're partners. We got to make sure we Come nail on. that. We get it right. Yeah. Uh, but my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. We're your two partners now! <laughs> Somebody stop the damn match! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.